This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, So the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, Now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, Um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, For instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, Based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, So I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. But if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, We want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's Absolutely crystal clear, delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood. Yes, diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh. No. Be safe out there. Don't speak, my message is still playing. So please stop explaining and wait until the beep. Hey, it's Jack. I'm not here right now, but you know what to do. Oh my God, Jack. You would not believe what I heard Sunny Winslow say the other day. She was moping around the hallways because I guess her mom is dying of cancer or whatever in her dad's bookstore. You know that bookstore? down in Old Town, Pillow City, it's failing. And Sunny is just like this cloud of gloom now, and she's always walking around the hallways, and she's always saying things like, hope is a disease. And she's very Billy Corgan these days. And she's always wearing this shirt that says zero on it. And she's so sad, and it's so fucking weird, and she's so hard to hang out with now. Anyway... She's been skipping school a ton, and she's been going down to Venice Beach, and she met this dude that she says is very hunky and has beautiful blue eyes, and his name is Carson, and he's really into um, that Jack Kerouac book, 
the like weird poetry book that's like hard to read. Anyway, I hope her mom doesn't die. That would be a huge bummer. Um, that's pretty much it. I'll talk to you at school tomorrow. Goodbye. I mean, uh, so, uh, what's up? What's up? I can't yeah. not say it. Right. But. But wise. Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> How about baby? Baby. 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 And then you go, sit. Sit. And I go, Zglub. <laughs> <laughs> and we're frogs on and the lily frogs. pad. Yeah. That's good. It's not, <laughs> I think <laughs> you and I have like slightly different views of like 90s edgy. Yeah. Well, what's your, yours? Yours is, is like those frogs. Yeah. Those frogs are pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. I remember everyone had those frogs on t shirts when I was just. 11. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I guess you know what it is? It's probably what age we were. Yeah. In like 97. 97, I was 13. Yeah, and I was like 17. Right. So I was aspirate, like drinking to me and yeah. Budweiser Frogs and was up. was like, yeah. whoa. Whoa, that's very cool. You kidding and me? I liked it because who the hell didn't? Who, who but it didn't? wasn't like the central right. thing that was cool. Um, but here we are. Here we are now. Entertain us. Entertain us, and we're gonna entertain you. My so-called babies. My so-called babies, which is what we're calling you. And what I realized, and I thought I've thought about it. I have had some time to think about it. And at first, I hated it because it sounds like we're my so-called life podcast, doesn't it? But we are I'm, a little bit that. <laughs> we are a little bit that. That in that we're talking about our so-called lives. We're not talking about the. Branded property, no, no, so-called no, no. life, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. starring Claire Danes. Right. But we are talking about our so-called lives, and this is what I've realized, is that Claire Danes doesn't own me. She doesn't own whether something is so-called or just actually called, mm, does she? I, I guess not. Don't you think? Does she not? I think. Well, okay, well, if she does, then I think we should rethink it. Because it's not a My So-Called Life podcast. We don't ever talk about my so-called life, except tangentially now. What? I was Here's something I did as you were talking. Yes. I went to look up quotes from that Claire Danes movie and Leo DiCaprio movie, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, I could sense that you had kind of stopped tuning into what I was saying. Because I thought I would like drop a really good Romeo plus Juliet quote. Here's the problem. It's from Shakespeare. It's just Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> 
Like they're yeah. wearing like bowling shirts and whatever, but like yeah. it's still just Romeo and, and Juliet. They, they have guns, but they like call them swords. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, there's not like a an iconic quote. Also, is that Kate Winslet? That's Claire Danes. It's That's Claire why Danes. you were thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and even I know that. But anyway, my point is that that you are my so-called babies in the sense that like we have this ironic distance from everything now. And everything is just like so called. It's not that my so called life is a thing that we think about or talk about at all. I've never except seen now. It. I've never seen it. I don't even know what Wait, it is. Wait, what do you mean? The show or our lives? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And yes, thank you. So, and that's why it's cool to call them my so called babies. Yeah. And that's why it's okay. Okay. Um, guess what, Tanner? We talk about the California Diaries and what's up? What's up? I don't want that necessarily to be our thing. And it's, I know it's hard. And what's up? It's very hard not to say <laughs> it's it. Hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> but you know um, what you should say is what? True. 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 Okay. That's what he says at the end of that commercial. True. Remember? Yeah. I don't necessarily want that. It's a little too branded. It, what we do here is out. Is we talk about the California Diaries. What happened, Cat? I caught, I caught my toenail in like the wheel of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually want to talk to you about feet for a moment. If okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's talk about feet. My boy, you admitted to me in a, yeah. in a moment of tenderness yeah. recently. <laughs> on that, air or just genuine tenderness? I think it was on air. Okay. <laughs> that you don't cut your toenails. Oh, yeah, okay. I also yeah. don't often cut them because they're often in shoes and it's like yeah. who gives a shit why didn't you support me when we talked about that well, you were like that's gr- so gross and crazy and you were literally sitting there with like fucking witch's toenails in that moment and you didn't my support me. son yeah miles has been sick mm-hmm. the last four days and i've been working from home and i've been sitting on the couch with my feet up and he'll walk over because he's essentially walking now oh hell yeah and he'll grab my feet mm-hmm. and he'll Kiss and lick them. Okay. And you you taught him that? I didn't mean to. Yeah. But I didn't specifically discourage it. But he'll right. come over and just be like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And just like put his mouth on my foot. And it's yeah. gross. And I realized the other day how long my toenails had gotten because <laughs> my son was, had Sucking his mouth toes. on my, on my yeah. toes. Yeah. Okay. And then I realized I have to start taking, I think if I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. You got to take care of your toes. Start taking better care of my feet. A lot of people don't know this, and you know, before you become a father, you just can't know this. But being a dad starts with taking care of your toes. You you start at the bottom, yeah, and you work your way up, yeah, and then once you can take care of your toes, then you can take care of a child. Yeah, it's like it's like taking care of a bag of flour. in seventh grade. And if you can't take care of those little tootsies, how are you going to be able to do a diaper change? My toes look great now. Yeah. They look great. I trimmed them. Mm-hmm. I used a little pick to scoop out all that junk. Okay, now here's can we talk about this then? Because the way that I see it is that you spend a lot of time like grooming and manicuring or pedicuring your toes so that the experience of sucking on them would be nicer for your child. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a good dad. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's being a good dad. Yeah. Do you not? No, I. That's it's not in our dynamic. Okay, it's just not a part of our dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just his thing now. Is he 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 has to be standing and walking? Yeah, 
And if he's not standing and walking, he's incredibly disappointed. Yeah. With us. Yeah. And himself. And he's not good at standing or walking unaided. Yeah. So he needs to be holding on to something, and that something is usually a foot. Whatever he can grab a foot, yeah, the table. Enough. And who can blame him? And if he's grabbing my foot, I just want it to be a good foot experience for him. That's nice. I just, it's courteous. Take note, dads. Yeah, dads. Yeah. Um, and this has been um, Dad Talk. Dad Talk. Yeah. Is there like a 90s wang we can throw on that? Um, Parenthood came out in that year with Steve Martin in the 90s. Uh, what's just what's the one I was gonna say? Just the ten of us, and that was a mistake. What I meant was party just five. The ten of us. Oh yeah. Well, they don't have a dad. That's sort of the whole thing. Yeah. They don't uh, have a dad. I think we just call it dad talk. All the dads are dead. It's called dad talk, but you can kind of think of party five if you want to. Okay. I'm and there's go no to dads in that. Zone. I wish you up, wouldn't look up dad. I wish you wouldn't. Let's see if it's, it triggers any '90s memories for me. Okay. It's not something I want. Can I say that it's not something that I want you to do while you're doing it? Because I've got all this like free airspace. Can I like, express my strong objection fill it, to Jack, it? Fill it, Jack. Fill it. I'm filling it with ever stronger objections to the fact that you're doing it. I think dad the, talk is fine. Okay, good. Um, what we do is we talk about the California Diaries in there. We're a little bit edgier. And guess what? This week we read a book that was called Sunny Living. Dying. Run. Ooh. God, that's good. And what's good is it's gerund. Gerund. Imperative verb. Mm. That's good. And that's our sort of bones. That's the outline this week. Yeah. For our own. Oh, because we have a segment. We have a segment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, there's not a name for it, but there's a song for it. And it's it's basically like what words would be on your diary, man? And what? Wow. Son, what are the words? Do you like that? Very good song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what Sonny's words would be are living, dying, dying, run. And we like to do run. one ourselves. Yes. And I guess do we have to only do three this time? Last time we did four. Only three, and it has to be Jaren, Jaren, imperative okay. verb. Okay. I, I was afraid that was going to be the case. And so what we do is we do what our diary would be and what it would say. S- just since last week? No, I think it's got to be what- It's mine's going to be pretty similar to last week. It's just going to no. be working, working. Han, it's got to be specifically what happened to you today. Okay. So it's got to be about your day. Okay. It's got to come from your day. Okay. And bear in mind that there are going to be teens going into the YA section, lost teens whose parents just don't understand them. Will Smith. Okay. And they're going to see your thing, and they're going to be like, this guy gets it. And what is it from your day? And so we'll pick three things from your day. We can workshop it if you want. Then we'll do Uh, me. And it's got to be Jaron, Jaron, and Perry. No, I'm good. I think I've got mine figured out. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. 
working from home. <laughs> Does that count as a Jaren? Yeah, that's fine. We'll make okay. it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toe sucking. It's a gerundive phrase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Podcast. Oh, and podcast, but not That's like the podcast. Not the not podcast. the noun, but like you must podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay, so should we run the well, should we run the thought experiment? I'm I'm a disgruntled teen. My parents just don't understand me. Uh, you walking through the library, the teen zone at the library. Yeah. You see a book. It's got yeah. sort of like a silhouetted, shadowy face on it, looking yeah. sad. Yeah. Of like a 36 year old man. Mm-hmm. And it says in that kind of like typewriter grungy font on yeah. it. Working from home. Working from home. Period. Yeah. Toe sucking. Period. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Okay. Period. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I do pick it up for the yeah. toe sucking to see what that is. I want right. to, I'm going to pick it up. Right. I'm not going to be purchasing it. Well, you're in a library. I'm not checking it out. You're going to flip through and see what the toe sucking's about, though. Yeah. I'm going to get like David Eddings is the Belgariad because it's the 90s and that's like the fantasy sh- shit that was like off the hook and popular. Oh, uh, yeah, days. yeah, yeah. I'm going to get. Um... Well, hang on. You don't know. Don't save it because you got to hear mine. Oh, I'm going to get. Well, don't I'm... say you're going to get something else because you might see my book and my. Well, you I'm might at like the it. library, Jack. Well, you, you might see my book and you don't know what get... it is yet. Okay. Perks of being a wallflower. Okay. I'm there to get it because I heard about it and I heard it's good. Okay. But yeah, something catches my eye. Okay. So can I let me can I tell you about my day and we workshop it together? Yeah. Okay. So I have some friends. Oh, you need help. I need help. Okay. That's what Cyril says. Well, I I'm need good help, this. and it's like you don't know how to pull a blanket over yourself, dude. Yeah. You need help pulling a fucking blanket over yourself? Learn How are you going to get into Yale? Yeah. You know? Right. You can't even pull a blanket over yourself? That's that's not even on the admissions test. They assume you know that. Already. They assume you know that. I need help. Yeah. Come on. I'll help you with physics homework or whatever. I'll help you with ethics. The admissions test is going to be like... Every single fucking kind of construction vehicle. You're going to have to have that down. Backhoe loader, forklift, dump truck. That's all That's all. Fucking pre-rex. crane truck, drill truck. That's why we were practicing that every single day. Right. I need help. Yeah, guess what? I'm not always going to be here. We all need help. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. <laughs> fucking learn to put your own shoes on, Cyril. Idiot. Let's talk about it. Um, I need help. I have friends visiting. Do you want to get them in the room? No, they're actually, it's their anniversary tonight. This is how expensive babysitters are in New York. It's my friend, Baby B. Patrick Thrasher, who's a longtime listener. My building. And he lives in your building, and his wife, Dory, and their young girl, Mira, uh, who is Cyril's age. But it's their anniversary, so instead of hanging out, they're going out for a nice dinner together, and we're babysitting. And the the cost <laughs> the cost of them flying out here as a family it's about, is about what it would be to get yeah. a babysitter in Brooklyn. So it, yeah. it's a win win for everybody. Um, so I guess babysitting that's the curveball. Babysitting, and that's a little on the nose, but I yeah. it's it's accurate. So let's count it. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? We and okay. So can we get a gerund out of vegan tacos? 
Because we did um, go to, to um, a vegan taco truck. Jaren phrase for <laughs> no, don't Google it. Please don't Google it. That's not annoying. No, we had nice vegan tacos together. I mean, just annoying. What about okay, okay, something that's not annoying. We had like a really nice like micro brew. Oh, um, gentrifying. <laughs> okay. Nope. Um, what else did you do today? What else did I do today? Are you drinking right now? Drinking wine. Could just be drinking. Babysitting. Drinking. Sticker books. I okay. put a bunch of stuff in a sticker book for Cyril. Stickering. Stickering. Can we just do babysitting again? Because you're also taking care of Cyril. Yeah. Babysitting. Okay, we'll do babysitting twice. That's perfect. Because it is babysitting. babysitting. And then an imperative verb. An imperative verb. Um, drink. Drink is good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You think we got it? I'm a teen girl. I'm in the library. Yeah. I'm walking to the teen zone. I'm there to pick up perks of being a wallflower. I heard yeah. it's good, and I yeah. heard it's edgy, and I heard it's about. Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock. No, it's the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Okay, I don't know that. And I'm there, and I'm reaching for it, and right next to it on display is a new book written by an author. Yeah, and it's a picture of me. I got a glass of uh, cab, Cabernet. Called yeah, it's, it's a forty-two, year, forty-one-year-old man drinking a glass of cab. A, a nice grin, a nice smile. Yeah. It's called Jack, Book yeah. One. Yeah, and underneath it, it says babysitting, babysitting, drink. Mm-hmm. I. What do you think? Please say. You I think here's what I would do. Yeah. Check out both books. I'm a quick reader. <laughs> yeah. I still definitely want to read Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Because I hear it's great. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to read this next. Okay. I'm going to get them both read in the next two weeks. Good. Okay. So so good. Good. All right. That's a good segment. Figured out what we did with our day. Let's get into a man, Sonny. Sonny, book one. Wow. Wow. You okay? No, I'm just saying wow, because- what a character. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm emoting to you. I don't have what are what is what are Sonny's again? Living Dying Run? Living Dying Run. I just these jackals, these miscreants. Yeah. Over at Orem. Orem. Yeah. Open Road Integrated Media. Don't give me the privilege. And be careful what you say about them because they're definitely listening. They've denied me the the satisfaction and the privilege of seeing those that graphic. Yeah, I had to look it up on Wikipedia. I had to look it up on Wikipedia. Orem? It's, a, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. Orem. So misinformation, disinformation. There's something called Orem. And Scholastic is gone. Scholastic is in the past. And I let's be clear. Scholastic and I are n- not shipmates Mm-mm. we're not the best of friends Mm-mm. we have some issues Mm-mm. their lawyers are hounding me to the ends of the earth and i will never give myself up but i gotta say now that orem is in the picture open road integrated media whoever that is i kind of miss scholastic I, I miss the the friendly but combative rivalry that we had it was fun. It, it was, was a rivalry, fun. but there was some respect there. There was I respect like. among equals. Orem is just spitting in our open mouths. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, and that's what's happening. We went toe to toe with Orem. Yeah. Open road integrated medium. Yeah. We got right in their face and we said, What are you gonna fucking do? Yeah. Orem. And as yeah. we were saying uh of Orem. <laughs> yeah. They spat in our mouths. Spat in our mouths. And we hated it. And, and we were it... like, What are you gonna do? Uh Did you just spit in my mouth? Yeah. And they did, and it's gross. Yeah, and it's that's not nice. And <laughs> and they're killing Sonny's mom, aren't they? And they're killing Sonny's mom, and frankly, they're killing Sonny's dad. Yeah, yeah. From working too hard, they're destroying his business. It's like Jean de Florette. They're killing Sonny because she's you, gonna what? Have you seen Jean de Florette? Oh sure, with Daniel Otoy and Gerard Depardieu. Oh sure. And the sequel, Manon des Sources. Oh, sure. Who hasn't seen it? It's a lot like what Orem is doing. Spitting in our mouths. I don't want to do spoilers for Jean de... Should I do spoilers for Jean de Florette? Is it... When When did it come out again? 1950... <laughs> I think the 80s. Okay. I think it's... I think we're... I think we're outside of the... This guy, like, ruins this other guy's livelihood. Okay. By, like... And that's what Orem is doing to... To Sonny's dad. Right. He started off... When we met him in the great Babysitter's Club books, he was just Sonny's dad. He was, like, a cool ex-hippie who had a bookstore. And now they're slowly taking away everything that makes his life have meaning. Yes. His wife is sick. His Suddenly his business is failing. His daughter his doesn't love him anymore. Daughter doesn't love him, and she's ungrateful. Yeah, and she's running away from home, and she's hooking up with transients. Yes. Oh, poor. I don't know what this guy's name is. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Mr. Winslow. Mr. Winslow. This is his story. This is his story. But and then here's what else. Here's what else Orem did. And can I say this? And this is and this sucked as well. I'm sure you noticed this. This note saved my life today, says Sonny. Printing the letterhead was easy. Yep. The handwriting was the hard part. Fortunately, mom had a prescription from Dr. Merwin lying around, and this is exactly how terrible his handwriting looks. I give myself an A-plus in forgery and espionage. Maybe I finally found my true calling. Sonny, I don't care. What I do care is- Also, Mrs. Freddy Krueger gives you a D-minus in forgery. Yes. Because you, you get caught. You do get caught for it, and Mrs. Krueger but does catch it. Yeah. the important part, Jack- What note? What note, Orem? What note, Orem? There was supposed to be a picture of it. It's very clear from the way that she phrases it. This note saved my life today, and there's no picture. And we you know what $20. this chapter, Jack? You know what this yeah. chapter could use? What a picture! Some integrated fucking media. <laughs> Where's your integrated media now, Orem? I don't wow. see any integrated medium. I see a distinct lack of integrated medium, Orem. Wow. I hate these fuckers. I hate these fuckers. Furious. And next time I see anyone, if... Uh, I need to calm down. Yeah. Next time I see anyone from Orem, Open Road Integrated Media, on the street of New York, I'm going to go up to them. I'm going to very kindly greet them. I'm going to say, hey, you're from Orem, right? Yeah. And they're going to say, yeah, I'm from Orem. And when they go, yeah, I'm going to go... Nice wide mouth, and you just bit right in their mouth. Because that's what they're doing to me, Jack. Yeah. Oh, Orem. Okay, Jack. Yes. I have a question. Okay. For you, and it's not a question, it's a statement, and it's this. Okay. Chair broke because she's happy. 
She's sore in her sides. Okay. His art is his humor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high on his laughter. I'm drained and I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost and I'm nipple deep, baby. <laughs> and what it all comes down to is we're swimming in a sea of sweet, sweet feet. Cause I've got one Laurentius moment <laughs> And the other one is gonna be from Jack <laughs> That's very good It's very suitable Atlantis is just the right tone <laughs> For this The nicest part about Laurentius moment songs As yeah. opposed to Little Sister Big Episode songs Is I only have to sing one fucking verse Which oh, is God. so nice Yeah, Little Sister Episode songs It's like you write one verse and it's like, you're so full of life. And then you're like, okay, only like six more to go. <laughs> well, at least the chorus will be the same three times. Yeah. Uh, please do subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Lorangis wrote this hey, one. Lorangis on Lorangis joint. And of course it was. God, and you know what? I, wa- I want to give credit where it's due. We love these books. We love them. And we love the last one. And... Just like with the Babysitter's Club, Anne showed him the way. Mm, Didn't yes. she? Yep. And we always give credit to Pete, but we need to give credit to Anne more than we do. Pete deserves a lot of credit. And when I think 90s, when I think alt, when I think grunge, when I think yeah. Daria, my so-called life, Empire Records. Stone Temple Pilots. Night But Wiser, Stone Temple Pilots, Three yeah. Doors Down. Yeah. Early Nickelback. Eyes Adrift, which is the band that Chris Novoselic formed with the members of the Meat Puppets after Nirvana. When I think all of that, I think Sweet Peter Larangis. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That guy screams 90s to me. Yeah. And he's done it this week. (laughs) Yeah. With Sunny Book One, which he penned. Yeah. But following in Anne's footsteps, he saw what she did, and he said, this, this is right. This is a place I can play in. This and is I will a space make more of it. Yeah. that I am comfortable. Yeah. He's like a genie in a across. bottle. Yeah. He's like you gotta a rub him the right way. in a book. Yes. And you have to rub him the right way. Yes. And Anne ha- knows how to do that. Because if you just set unleashed Pete onto the world with no constraints, can you imagine what he'd do? It's like a tidal wave. It's like an asteroid yeah. hitting yeah. the Earth and the impact wave. Yeah. Did you see that Australian movie from like three or four years ago? No. There was a movie out of Australia. It was so good. It was about Australia. Okay. And an Wait, asteroid. So far, so far I'm hooked. Yeah. An <laughs> asteroid hits in like Northern Europe. Yeah. And the thing about an asteroid hitting in Northern Europe is that the shockwave, the devastating shockwave that would destroy all of humanity, yeah, would take many hours to ripple oh, cool. across the world. Yeah. So this asteroid hits, and the the Earth is like dead. Yeah. But everyone in Australia has like twelve hours to party. <laughs> For twelve hours, knowing that this like wall of fire is going to hit them in twelve hours and kill that's them all. Great. And that's what it would be like if you set. Unleashed Pete, and onto that's the Pete, world. and that's Pete on the world, and that's Without, what it was like in the nineties. But except, no, except, and and figured out a way to put that lightning in a bottle because yeah. she rubbed him the right way, yeah. and 
and and she said, here are the constraints. Here are the parameters. Here's the, what the California diaries are. You got to under like randomly underline shit. Yep, and he does for a little bit at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Sort of stuff. He does a lot. He's like, there's like a quota for randomly underlining shit. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to blast so this like, as quickly as possible. I'm just going to do all of it in the first like five chapters so I don't have to do it anymore. I'm going to underline like most of the first five chapters. Yeah. And then I'm just not going to anymore. Jack, at what point in this book did you realize you were reading a peep book? Okay. I got a couple. There's no, so we should also say there's no chapters in these books. There's no chapter. They're diaries, so it's the the headers are like dates. Um, Okay, so the main one, the one that really stuck out at me, is also my, and it's the thing that the teens are saying, which is, and everybody knows it, and it's on Twitter now. Yeah. And it's not most of our stuff is like kind of nineties themed. It's on like public access too. But this is this is like a more modern thing, and like all the millennials and actually Gen Z are saying it is hashtag swing. Sorry, swing. Yeah. Oh, keep I said it wrong. Okay. It's hashtag swing. Swing. Fuck. Yep. Hashtag swing. Sh- hashtag swoop. Hashtag swing. It keeps coming shwing. out as swing. Yeah. But maybe that's it. Maybe that's a new thing I've come up with. Because it sounds shwing. like sh- swoon. I want to say swoon. Swoon is not right. I don't think anyone yeah. says that. That's like a that's like a nineteen. 19- 40s term. Okay. So, okay. So we'll just, we, we made this up. We made this up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like when you get an erection. Oh, it says, it's, that's what that sounds like. Have you ever had an erection? Yeah. A couple times. You know, when it goes like, swing. swing. That's yeah. literally what it goes like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is my hashtag. And you do this. Swing. And you do this. Yeah. Yes. And so Tanner's humping the air. Yeah. And I should say, kind say of that. like, Elevate my hips rapidly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and that is how what happens. <laughs> As though my penis is like exploding off of my body. That's and, like, great. Carrying yeah. my hips with it. It's good to describe it even more, and yeah. it, and you, it seems like you've done that. Um, and so this is our hashtag swing. Well, uh, okay. I feel like by nestling, yeah, the Lorangus moment in a hashtag swing, you've made mine weird. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I guess I'll read mine first. Okay. Because Thursday afternoon on October 23rd, I'm writing this on the fly. Well, on the John, actually. Okay. So when I read that, I thought, that's funny and clever. Yeah. Okay, that is funny and clever. But yeah. now when you... Because it's wordplay. We should say it's wordplay. It's wordplay, yeah. But now that you've packaged it in this kind of like erection themed well we should say why because it's like a prepositional phrase and you expect it to be a parallel construction from the previous one but it's not it's it's kind of departing from the expected yeah in a very clever way a lot like a boner but it didn't it didn't the fact that it's being this diary is being written on a toilet is not what is giving me an erection and I I actually don't have an erection it's not (laughs) It's not actually part of my Laurentius moment at all. You brought okay. that into this. So my, okay, thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Okay. And But I'm going to need you to get there for the hashtag swoon, which is also my, I mean, hashtag okay. swing, which is also my Laurentius moment. So okay. get in the mood and like, can I read you this? And right. this is just the moment. There's a moment in every book where, where that Sweet Pete writes where you could just smell that wool wang off his sweet, sweet feet and you know yeah. that it's got to be Sweet Pete and it's this. 
I was sitting on a bench brushing my feet off so I could put on my sandals. I could okay. see. And this is like, that's already. <laughs> that's already. He's priming the, the pump. He's priming, he's priming the, the pump. The pump. Yeah. <laughs> I could see and feel a splinter just under the big toe of my right foot. So I crossed my legs, turned my foot sole up, and tried to squeeze the splinter out. There I sat in that attractive and flattering position, my face inches away from my throbbing toe. This isn't it yet. This isn't it yet. This isn't it. And it's this <laughs> what, isn't the hashtag swing, right? No, no, not, not yet. yet. When a guy plopped onto the bench next to me, I glanced up and nearly fell over. He was cute, but not in a modely way. Tougher, strong, chiseled-looking chin. Slightly crooked nose that looked as if it had been broken. He had a great tan, too. I figured he was 18 or so. His shirt was off, wrapped around his waist, and a green oh. backpack lay on the floor near his legs. As he <sighs> leaned over to adjust his blades. I'm such a, I'm such a nerd. That oh, I, what did you just say? Read that last part again. As he leaned over to adjust his blades. Oh. When I read this, I, at first I thought he meant that Pete meant shoulder blades. But no, he means <laughs> rolder blades. As he leaned over to adjust his blades, and that's like blade, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's his katanas. His wavy black hair fell over his face, which was too bad. Sort of like drawing a curtain over a work of art. True. Yeah. I let my foot drop to the boardwalk. Splinter, he asked, which is cool that he references Ninja Turtles Turtles in that moment. That's cool. Great. He'd seen me commuting with my toes. And... (laughs) So which part of it? Okay. I'm curious which part of it was hashtag swing for you. Because there's a lot of loaded <laughs> language. Well, but it's also my Lorange. So the part of it that's my Lorange's moment is the the concept of communing with your toe. Yes, of course. Which is something that only Pete could come up with, but it also conjures up in this brilliant way. Sweet Pete, sweet, sweet feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wanted us thinking about it. But it's also a hashtag swing. To coin right. a phrase. Because of the feet. And thing. to coin a hashtag. And you can use it. Anyone can use it. Anyone. Yeah. Like because Myers, the man's Dana Carvey. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. You permission. Blanket permission. Blanket permission. But because Carson is so handsome. And he's got a strong chiseled chin. And he says, splinter. Like he just saw fucking Ninja TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, I had that movie on VHS. Yeah. Not the first one. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. With the vanilla ice wrap. Yeah. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. <laughs> go. 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 Good. Yeah, that was good. Yes. Um, so that was my that was the the big moment that did it for me. I guess I oh, you already said yours. It's that you like And it wasn't it, it and again, it was just like it, the fact that this book was written on the toilet somehow. Yeah. And it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with Yeah. The the hashtag swing. Right. Um I think we should probably take a break and okay. a breather I, and go and catch our breaths. Okay, because there's a I have a lot more boners about Carson. <laughs> Don't you? Well, well, yeah, he's a handsome dude and he loves Jack Kerouac. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk more about it. Okay. okay. Goodbye. Bye. 
Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's jerks, jumping jerks, Jack's jumping jerks, and Tanner's tiny, tiny ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. But now I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven. D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing as much 000. as you want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. It's but, in the, and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge worthy and it's like, it's bite size. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And the game is so fun. Yeah, I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy shit. That's friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Tanner, we are talking about Carson, are we? Jack, not? Carson? we are talking about Carson. I want to say something about okay. Carson. And here's the thing I want to say. Okay. I want to see him again. Okay. Okay. And okay. I don't say that. Sonny says that. Sonny does say that. Okay. Yes. Carson. Carson. It's such a cool name. Yes. I wonder what it means. Yes. 
Probably something like Noble Warrior in Welsh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something more humble like Excellent Splinter Remover. Okay. Well, Jack, you know what it means? What? Son of Car. <laughs> and you know what that means? What? This is officially Sweet Valley High crossover fanfic. Okay, that's right. And the Sweet Valley books are about cars, aren't they? Carson is a car. Guess <laughs> what? You get when a car has a son, it's another car. It's another it? car, and, and he's it's a car. ready to hit the road. It's a car. <laughs> he was born in Cincinnati. Just and he's... like Jack Kerouac. Yes, who was maybe also a and okay, so Car. Carson, and it's all coming together, and I can see the matrix. Jack, now. Jack, 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 real quick. Yeah. If you yeah. were a car, yeah, and you were to write a book of beat poetry, yeah, what would you call it? On the road. On the road. Yeah, and it's not poetry; it's prose. But yes, uh, yes. And I would call it On the Road. His favorite book is called On the Road, and, yes. and I should have immediately known. I should have immediately known. I think Carson is a, a car. car. And the Carson is a car. And he's so, that's why he's so, nobody can take their eyes off of him. Yeah. So we should say what happened. The, uh, Sonny, and I think you loved the message. I didn't check it because I don't check, I don't listen to voicemail. It was it's spam. But yeah. the planet around which this book revolves is okay. Carson. Yes. Carson creates the force that drives this book and all the other characters in it. He is a yep. drifter. He is a vagabond. He is a loner. He has left home. Mm-hmm. And he's hit the road. And he loves Kerouac. And when Sonny and runs away. He loves away, Catcher in the Rye. He loves Catcher in the Rye. And he is definitely going to murder someone. Yes. <laughs> and when Sonny skips school because she's sad about her life. And he really identifies with. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Yes, definitely. She runs into Carson, and he's so cool, and she feels like she's met a kindred spirit. Sonny is in some way attracted to not just Carson, but his lifestyle and his yeah. his sort of brand, which is yeah. drifter, unattached, unattachable, yes. carefree, shoulder shrug. Right. And that's Carson, and Sonny wants to be that because her her life has become very complicated, right? With cancer mom and book dad and teachers who care about her and want her to succeed. Yeah, but Carson helps her realize that she has the support structure she needs already, and he hits the road like a car would. Like and a that's not a coincidence. Car would. Yeah. And she goes back to her family and realizes that she has everything she needs back in Palo City. Kind of. She's still not very pleasant. She's to uh, she's a, including she's, Dawn, and yeah. I didn't appreciate that. Frankly, she's a difficult character. It's it's hard to enter the sunny space this week because she's challenging. She's very challenging in a way that Dawn wasn't last week. She's mean to Dawn. She's mean to Dawn. She's mean to to Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. She's, She's a little everybody. mean to Ducky. She's not very pleasant to Ducky. And thank God Ducky is mature enough not to take it personally because he does go and rescue her. When she runs away and stays out all night after Carson <sighs> abandons her and Ducky comes out in his car and Ducky does has her. this thin cover story. Yeah. 
for why he was on the beach in Venice Beach at 2.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's he suspected that I don't know what he's up to. I don't know why he's on the beach in Venice Beach at 2.30 a.m. Yeah. He said he suspected that Sonny was down there conveniently. He's like, yeah. oh, I was just here. I thought you'd be here, and I came down to get you, and I heard your voice, and here you are. Yeah. I don't know what his real game was. I don't know if he was buying drugs. I don't know if he was cruising or what What duck he was up to. He's a duck. He's a duck. Okay. Right? Who else goes to the beach at like two in the morning? Ducks. Yeah. Early bird gets a worm. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. I mean, he's thrown out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought he was looking for anonymous sex or drugs, but maybe right. he's a duck. Yeah. They don't say he's not. In he's, fact. They don't say he's, and they, they pretty confidently say he is. Yeah. A ducky. Yeah. <laughs> he's, okay. he's a ducky. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine so with that. <laughs> Um, we, I, I think that the best way for us to tackle the complicated and fascinating issue that is at the center of this novel, and with a caveat that this book is about Sonny's dad and how he lost his bookstore. Well, he's losing his bookstore. And he's losing his bookstore. They renovated the bookstore. Yeah, and it's become a problem for him. It's become yeah. a money pit starring Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Mm. Um, Steve Martin, right? No. Uh, jo- Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Goldie Hawn. Are you sure it's Tom Hanks? Money Pit. Yeah, I think it's Tom Hanks and Goldie Hawn. Starring. No, it's not even Goldie Hawn. It's Shelley Long. Shelley Long. God. Oh. I swear Tom to God. Hanks and Shelley Long. If my wife ever hears that I got that wrong. <laughs> and I got cut it. Cut it. I just say it. say it confidently now once and we'll just cut it in. Oh, we all know the Money Pit stars Shelley Long and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Okay, Great. that's perfect. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is Carson. And let's talk about Carson. And the best way for us to talk about it is the segment that we have. And it's okay. where we talk about whether something is the bomb or if it's not. Okay, and the way, well, we decide if something is the bomb. Yeah, and it's, it's called, is this the bomb? Confusingly, the classifications within the segment is this da bomb, and then you say if it's tight or if it's fra- if it's if as it's if. tight or if it's as if right? as if yeah. And a lot of the th- things that I captured where I had questions about whether it's the bomb or not right, are Carson-related. Things Carson says. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's try a couple. You want to try a couple? Hit me. Okay. I want to say the coolest one. I didn't capture any. I, I, I'll say. I didn't yeah. capture any because I thought Carson was the bomb. He, of course he's the bomb. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you still have to ask it for the audience. You know, let's it's take a, a more step back. Let's – let's, Analyze it. We're so professionals. It, okay, so this is actually something that Sonny says, but it, it's Carson who's inspired her to say it. Okay. And my question is, is this, this the bomb? And my secondary question, which you can answer or not, is, is this something you used to say? Okay. Hey, I called out. Carson spun around. Is it hey? I definitely have said that. <laughs> no, it's not that. Okay. I should be patient. You'll know because I'll like pause. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Hey, I called out. Carson spun around. He gave me a blank look. Sonny, I reminded him. Remember? Crack! Lightning split the air. Thunder shook the earth. The skies opened and a choir of angels descended. Well, maybe not, but Carson did smile. That was cool. He skated closer. You brought your blades. Okay. I live in them, I replied. And is that the bomb? Is that that the bomb? I think at one point in time, and maybe... Yeah. Not to sound like Sonny's mom, Yeah, maybe the style is coming back again. That might be cool to say again, I live in the blades. I live live in my my blades. And it definitely was cool in 97, and I definitely have told you on this show... That you rollerbladed That I was an Adonis. Yeah. Like and you live in your blades. Golden God on on my blades, and yeah. I did live in my blades, and I did recently buy new blades. Did you? <laughs> you finally found blades that fit your shoe size. Yep, and I bought them, and I've bladed around <laughs> Prospect Park several times. So you're like Carson. You're like Carson. I'm like Carson. Let's just say it. Uh, I'm like Carson in a lot of ways. You're the only one blading, aren't you? Because I've been around oh, Prospect no, no, Park. No, 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 There are other blades. It's happening. It's happening. Okay, it's, it's happening. A, it's again. a moment. Okay. There's a moment happening with blades, and it's mostly dudes between the ages of 35 and okay. 55. So I'll you say. found your clan. You're all wearing like spandex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're all wearing like 10K shirts that we've gotten. Working off your beer belly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And we're all in our blades. We're all wearing our wrist guards. Okay. And we're struggling to keep up with the bikers. Okay, that's cool. Going okay, around so Prospect Park. That's the bomb. There's no. That's tight. There's no that's question. That's tight as hell. It's tight as hell. Okay, here's another one. This is also Carson, obviously. Yeah. We were approaching the cafe again. I could see a clock through the window and my heart sank. The bus I wanted to take was going to arrive in a few minutes. This book is in many ways about p- public transport in LA, isn't it? And that's fraught. Anyway, the bus I wanted to take was going to arrive in a few minutes. I have to go, I said. Maybe we can do this again? Sure. What would be a good time? Maybe Friday morning? Carson gave me a half smile and shook his head. No plans. I hate plans. If you want to come and hang out, cool. I was like you. I'm here a lot. That is cool. Is it cool or is it annoying when your co-host just wants to figure out when you're fucking recording and you're like, uh, no plans? That's not about podcast scheduling. Okay. But it is, I guess. I'm realizing <laughs> <laughs> that it could be. Uh-huh. Think about it in the abstract. Okay. It's cool to be like, I hate plans. Is it I think cool? it's cool to be like, when someone's like, hey, what time do you want to meet? Think about it at work. Imagine it at work. I went out with our mutual friend and podcast theme song writer, Scott Lamb, recently. Mm -hmm. And I was complaining about work. And I was complaining specifically about how I don't like politics at work. Okay. Not not the politics section of the website. No, not the politics section of the website. I don't like the inner politics of... A workplace. A a certain major media. It doesn't even matter the place. Any workplace. I'm not interested in the politics of any workplace. Good. And he said, fuck you. You're so full of shit. Okay. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you love the politics. Uh You just hate people who are bad at politics. (laughs) Wow. 
Was that a revelation? And I thought, oh, he's right. I just have little patience for people who don't understand the fundamentals of the politics. Right. Okay. That's interesting. And I feel like that is sort of what Carson is is trying to capture here. Yeah. It's not that he is annoyed by obligations. Right. He's annoyed by people who are bad at playing the obligations game. And as we learn, it's from the fact that she shows up at a weird time. It's kind of clear that this dude is just literally hanging out at the place that they met all day long at Venice Beach just on the off chance. But he's into it. He's there. He's there. He's He's playing the game. Yeah, he's playing the game. He just doesn't want to be bogged down in the game, you know? So that's tight, right? Uh, That's tight. It's tight as hell. Yeah, it's tight. It's not tight when you do it, though, so please do be a courteous co-host. Um, and finally, this is a question about Ducky's clothes. Is this the bomb? I don't know how he puts up with those jerks. Guys are so weird. True. True. It's like, and that's me saying that. That's an interpolation. Yeah, me It's too. like when they reach a certain age, they have to drop their sense of humor and forget about style. That, and then true in to the that 30, as well. It's, their, like, yeah. saying it's in the 30s. Today, for instance, 90% of the guys showed up in t-shirts with flannel shirts over them. And did you have to do that? Because I did. There was a year when I did have to do that, even though I have been. Oh, and you're doing it now. Yeah, Tanner's Tanner's moved his camera screen, so it's clear. And and I wouldn't have thought of it as being this way now because it's just a natural thing that's happening. But you are (laughs) technically wearing the grunge look from the 90s. (laughs) I'm wearing a t-shirt with a flannel shirt over it. The flannel shirt is buttoned up more than I would like. Like, But if you unbuttoned it. I'm a dad. Maybe you could walk home this way. Just unbutton the entirety of that flannel shirt and let the t-shirt show. And people are going to be like, is that Kurt? Here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> is if I do that, the like wind yeah. like whips my shirt up in a way that I don't think is cool. That's fine. People are going to be like, is that Mother Love Bone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that um, shit? Temple of the Dog walking right past my apartment with his. Is that two year love son? and his special sauce? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's not. No. <laughs> okay. Today, for instance, ninety percent of the guys showed up in t-shirts with flannel shirts over them. It's like the uniform. Ducky, a bowling shirt, cool sneakers, and green overdyed jeans. More guys should do that. And is he that? Like he's, he's the lead singer of Real Big Fish. Yeah, and that's not cool at all. Well, no, that was definitely cool in 97. Okay, not to me. Don't you think? And we went and, like, you go to a Real Big Fish show in 97. No. Probably right around 97, actually, and you get caught up in the mosh pit and you lose a shoe and then you uh, someone stomps on your toe and you lose a toenail. And you have to go back to the venue the next day to find your shoe. No. That's not cool. That didn't, that didn't that's a hypothetical? <laughs> no, that's not cool at all. <laughs> that's really sad. So no. So I'm going to say that's, that's... That's the bomb. No, that's... Um, oh, that's... Uh, as a... Uh, that's as if? Yeah. You're saying it's as if to lose your shoe in a mosh pit at a Real Big <laughs> Fish show in 1997. You had me at Real Big Fish show. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I lost you at? Yes, yeah, and that's from Jerry Maguire. Um, okay, it actually, so it may that... have been '98, and I know that because when did the Matrix come out? '99. No, hon, 
on Oh, 99. Yeah, you're right. You got to I'm ve- weirdly good at this shit. I went to a real big fish show in 1999 cuz I remember okay. having a conversation with my friend Ken Miller at the start oh, of the so show it was about you how all good along. Matrix was. Okay. And <laughs> lost my shoe, lost my toenail. <laughs> Had to but go you never you never lost your love for real big fish. No, absolutely not. They're <laughs> yeah. still they still fucking bang. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Jack, I have a question for you. Okay. And it's this, and I'm yeah. taking it back yeah. from you, and I'm rebranding the segment. Okay. Because what we did last week was irresponsible. Yeah. And it was ill-conceived. Yeah. And this week it's the... And it's we're sunburned because we're on the beach. Can I use the same burn of the beach music for it? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But now we're sunburn of the week. Now that's perfect. And that makes sense. And 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 Sunny does get sunburned this week, doesn't And she? it's 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 the tell. It's the giveaway. Yeah. That she's been cutting class and hanging out on the beach. And can we say that Mrs. Kruger, Mrs. Kruger, all of her teachers are trying to find a way to help her. She's obviously suffering. She's pushing her friends away. She's skipping school. And the teachers are trying different ways. Some teachers are like, oh, you need to try harder. And some teachers are like, oh, I'm going to be very lenient. The only person who is nice to her about it and talks to her and is real it's Mrs. Kruger, and I just want to say, isn't she nicer than her husband? She's much nicer than her husband, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. He will... Unless, he w- unless you're a dream warrior, he will attack you in your dreams. I mean, even if you're a dream warrior. Even if you're a dream warrior, well, he'll go after warriors, you. Dream warriors fight back. I know, but he's still going to go after you. And if you put the things side by side, Mrs. Kruger comes up to you after class, expresses concern for Here's what's going I'm on, and Jack. says that she's here for you. Freddy Krueger attacks you in your dreams. Who would you rather have on your side? I have a big thought, Jack. Yes. And I need your confirmation on this. I'm going to describe a movie to you. Okay. And I want you to tell me what movie it is. Okay. You're dreaming. Okay. And that's worrying now in the context of Freddy Krueger. In the dream, someone infiltrates your dream. Okay. Right. And if you die in the dream, you die in real life. Yes. What dream, What movie am I describing? Dreamscape. No. Okay. Hang on. I mean, I am describing Dreamscape. I'm tra- I'm describing three movies, Jack. Okay. <laughs> and here's my concern: is that they maybe share a na- narrative universe. Okay. What's another one? If you die in the dream, you die in real life. That's definitely true of Freddy. Definitely true of Freddy. Definitely true of Dreamscape. And I'm almost certain it's true of. Inception. Inception. And that's And here's true my too. thing is maybe they all share a narrative yeah. universe. They must. Yes. And this book. And this book because well for, uh, Mrs. Kruger's in the book. There's a moment, a scary moment in the book where she has a dream tanner. Okay. Describe it to me. Listen to this. This is when Sonny gets stuck on the boardwalk after missing her stuck bus on home. the boardwalk. No. No. I saw two police officers emerging from a convenience store. One was carrying a box of donuts, and the other held two capped paper cups. They started laughing and climbed into the car, which continued cruising down the boardwalk. I let out a deep breath and sank back against the wall. My energy was gone. 
My eyelids were drooping. A dream was starting to seep into my brain. Okay. Scritch. Scritch. Yep, and that's Freddy. And that's Freddy. One, two, Freddy's coming for you, Sonny Winslow. And then there is kind of a weird, like, nightmare sequence there where it's like she's under the pier and a man is following her. Nondescript characters start harassing her. And then she just flees and jumps into Ducky's car and these, like, the characters are never described, and maybe that's Freddy, and maybe Mrs. Yeah. Kruger's there too. Kruger, I don't know. Is she? Is she? Does other. she? Does she invade dreams too? No, that's what I'm saying. You can't have one without the other. In the darkness and in the nightmares, there's Freddy, right? And then in the brightness of day and in the the hope that we all hold deep in our hearts, there's Mrs. Kruger, right? Okay, and she just helps us out, and she's nice. She is nice. I actually do like Mrs. Kruger. She's the she cool seems teacher. good. Yeah. She's the cool teacher. Um, let me. Do you have a she burn? does reach out. Do you have a sunburn? I'm looking. Okay. Well, while you're finding it, I will describe my sunburn of the week. Okay. Well, and it's well, a sun. That's... It's a sunburn joke, and I feel like it's appropriate. Sunny calls a teacher. Her name is Ms. Whalen, but she calls her the whale, and I don't know if that's meant to be insulting or what, but. The whale had to be sarcastic. When right. she saw that I was reading, she said something like, since you're smart enough to actually bypass my lesson plan, perhaps you can share with us the definition of a tangent. So I told her, just go to any beach. You'll find tons of them. Right. I mean, it was a harmless joke. Tangent. Nobody even got it. And it's and the burn is on and the, the burn is on the whale because the joke was good. It's a tangent. It's right. Tan, a tangent is a tangent. Right. And that's like a and it's a it's, it's a, a tangent. Sunburn of the week, Jack. I think so it's a, a, it has to be sunburn related. Oh, it has to be specifically sunburn related. So tangent sunburn. You do you get it? No, I got it the first time, and it was yeah, very Pete. It's very Pete. Well, it's going to be hard for me to. <laughs> Find a burn that is sunburn related. It that's not that. I mean, one. you can find one that's not sunburn related. That's fine. It's just going to be docked points. Okay. Did I have a burn in, burn of the beach? No, uh, sunburn of the week. Okay. Well, this one's complicated. Okay. I was managing some fully formed words now. Now he's looking straight at me and smiling. Smiling. I hadn't even given him a hint that I spoke English, but I didn't mind it a bit. Some writer once said that the eyes are the windows to the soul. I believe it. She's talking about Carson. And the burn is on Matthew. Okay. Matthew from the Bible. Yeah, I it's contested, and I think this is probably a good time in the episode to dig into this. You want me to get my Bible hat on? Yeah, get your Bible hat on, because... So, Matthew 6.22 is part of the Sermon on the Mount. The light of the body is in the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. And the Greek is choluchnos to somatos estin choophthalmos. Mm-hmm. So it's choluchnos. So it's not light, it's lamp. The lamp of the body is the in the lamp eye. of the body is in the eyes. Okay. Um, Why are we translating to Greek? Can you do it right from Aramaic to me? No, it's um, New Testament. Okay. So it would be Greek. I don't count that. Okay. <laughs> well, but so the burn, I so I. What I think, depending on whether you say the light of the body is in the eye or you say the lamp of the body is in the eye or how you interpret that, 
It's probably Matthew who first says that the eyes are the windows of the soul. Matthew doesn't sound like a Greek name to me. Well, it's transliterated. Okay. But my point is that, the, and let's not try to, not to lose sight of what the segment is. Yeah, yeah. It's questionable who first said that the eyes are the windows of the soul. Right. But it was probably Matthew. And Sonny says, some writer. Right. And come on. And it let's not be dismissive. Be and it and could be Cicero. And here's my second one. Okay. Well, I flew out of the office Cic- you want to hear what Cicero and ran says? right into Dawn and Maggie, who were talking by Ducky in the hallway. Yeah. I was totally blown out. I did not know what was going to come out of my mouth. What were you doing in there, Don asked. She was in the principal's office. Yeah. You didn't hear about Mr. Dean and me, I said, raising my eyebrow. Oh, yeah. It's serious. <laughs> That's funny. Ducky burst out laughing and Don blushed. Maggie, however, was staring at me. How'd your face get so burned? Yeah. He has a deck out behind his office, I said, walking away. We were sunbathing, and it is, again, another... Sunburn of the week, and Jack, there was yeah. literally two sunburns of the week this week, and, and you didn't sunburn, capture right? any of them. Yeah, okay. So, and so th- I, I just like, you knew we were going to rebrand the segment, you knew we were going to make it sunburn of the week, and you yeah. knew that it had to be a burn and had to be specifically about being sunburned, and there were two this week. Okay. But you captured this complex Aramaic... It's not Aramaic. It's, I don't know where you're getting this from. Can we say what Cicero says? <laughs> Cicero, you, de- you desperately want to get back to well, Cicero. Well, it's a lot later, but Cicero yeah, says, yeah. Ut imago est animi voltus sic indices oculi. Mm-hmm. The face is a picture of the mind such that the eyes are its interpreter. So that's kind of like the eyes are the wind of the soul. And that's not some writer. If, that, if, you, if she meant Cicero, Cicero if she meant Cicero... That's Cicero, Sonny. That's Cicero, Sonny. Okay, should we, yeah. what now? Okay, Do we go? Something. No, we're going to go, but I want to say something to you first. Okay. This is powerful, and this book is sad, isn't it? It's sad. I don't, okay? know, would, I don't know if I'd describe it as sad. It's is difficult. It we deal with some difficult things. And challenging? I read it. Yeah. It's challenging. Is there, is there, does every challenge, Jack? Yeah. Come with an opportunity. Come with an opportunity? No. Yes, and yes. do I say that in literally every job interview I go to? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to read two very short passages to you. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to teach you something. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Ready? Can I, clo- Good- can I close my eyes? Yeah. Close your eyes, okay. please. Take it in. <sighs> First passage. Mm-hmm. The digging was no big deal. Well, I guess it was for Dad. This is about the hit LucasArts game, The Dig? No, it's not. Have you played the dig? No. Okay. A new bookstore is planning to open a couple why of blocks. Why would you have played the dig? I haven't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I you don't know. even I'm know saying, what it is. It's good. It's good. It's a LucasArts game. It's late graphic adventure game. It's so good. It's so much fun. You, have, you, have, you, have you ever um, uh, seen the movie Prometheus? Yeah. It's sort of like if, if Prometheus was a game and it came out in like maybe 99. Okay. And? It's good. Okay. It's called The Dig. Thank you. <laughs> Some bulldozers are digging a foundation. Sounds like the dick. Dad was stressing about how the competition was going to ruin him. I know I should have been concerned too, but I wasn't. I was there to see Mom. Okay, second passage. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Shouldn't you eat, Mom? I asked. Yep. I will, she said. But she didn't. 
Instead, she asked Dad about the store. Since he didn't want to upset her, he pretended everything was fine, nervously picking at the fruit plate. Since he's such a bad actor, Mom kept saying, No, really, Paul, are you sure? While Dad kept trying to change the topic. And Tanner, this has been... Sneak attack! Dad watch! Oh, and it's dad watch. And it's dad watch. And we learned something about Sonny's dad, didn't we? He works at a bookstore and his name is Paul. Paul? Yeah. And I got you in a sneak attack. I thought the thing was going to be he worked at a bookstore and he enjoys fruit. (laughs) And well, that's something we know too. Paul. And he likes the LucasArts game. Paul Dig. Winslow, and he likes the 1995 <laughs> LucasArts yeah. game, The Dig, which I did yeah. look up as we were reading that. Yeah. So that's something. Isn't wow, it? Paul. Yeah. Jack, it's time to go. Before yes. we do, I have one question mm. for you. And yes. It's this. Wait. I called out, running after him. Where are you going? I. I want to listen. Talk to me, Carson. Carson spun around. Sonny, do you have a motto? Mm. A motto? Like, for yourself. For life. (laughs) No. You know what mine is? Don't complain. Don't explain. Jack. That is the bomb, and it's tight. But for if that's what you're asking, that is what to say that is your motto. And here's okay. here's yeah, I feel like it needs to be a rhyming couplet, or else it doesn't uh, count. Okay, well, because I was gonna, when I thought about this initially, I thought about borrowing a motto that's from this book, which is something Sonny says. Okay, mom has another lump. I should never. Never be optimistic. Hope is a disease. Hope is a disease, yeah. If you can if you can find a way to make that a rhyming couplet, okay. That's a good motto. Hope is a disease, so you should do what you please. Wow, and that's a very Carson like motto. What do you think? I love that. What do you think about that as my motto? I love it. Okay, and what's your motto? Oh jeez. And that could work too. Oh, geez. Hope yes, is a disease. Please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope it's a disease. Oh, geez. And then when we're together, when we're together, someone could be like, hey, Tanner, what's your motto? And you say, my motto is, oh, geez, hope is a disease. And while they're thinking about that, I fucking hit them with the good news, which is, hope is a disease. So you should do what you please. Okay. And their motto's are like kind of tied together. Was that cool? Is that not cool? It's not cool. I'm re- I'm that realizing cool? that's not cool. It's not cool. And forget I'm, it. I'm unclear on the rules for mottos. Yeah. It needs to be from this book. I think it, since my motto was from the book, yours should be in this case. Okay. I think because yours is from the book, mine will also be from the book in this yeah. situation. Mine's actually three, th- three rhyming couplets. Drink coffee at Java Zoom. Okay. That's something that... Carson and Sonny do. Reject your mother's heirloom. Okay, that's something that Sonny does too. Her mom keeps trying to give her heirlooms, which freaks Sonny out because it makes her feel like it's because she's dying and she does smash them. Play the hit 1992 LucasArts adventure game, Loom. 
lube. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And it's a kind of a nice like branded segment for lube and for LucasArts. Okay, great. Thank you for listening, everybody. And all that remains for me is to say that we're leaving and we're going. And please do write and review our show on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Give us some five stars if you like. Mm-hmm. And write a nice little review. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We have a whole other show about the Little Sister books. And it's not edgy. And there's no drugs. And there's no drifters. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. And please do join our Facebook group. It's called Baby Nation. You can find it by going to the Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page. And all that remains for me is to say that my name is Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Tanner Greenring. This week we read a novel that was called California Diaries. Number two, Sunny, Living, Dying, Run. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to be reading a book called California Diaries, number three, Maggie, Perfect, Always, Pressure. Okay, can't wait to spend $20 on that, (laughs) ORM. Can't wait for you to fuck me over on that one, ORM. This week, I've been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenwing, and we've already said that. Sunny is skipping school now, and the way she talks... You would think that dropout runaways had just been invented. Yeah. And that's what we do for the outros. Great. She's got such a set of pipes, man, Alanis. Her range is kind of tricky, though. Oh, she's tough, man. I did um, You Ought to Know for Little Sister, and it was fucking hard as hell. Okay, to shut even... up. Okay. That was a HeadGum Podcast.